Pastor. Today's sermon is from Romans 1, 16 through 17, page 939 of your Bible, or it's on your app. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The word of the Lord. As you heard, we are entering a new sermon series. Um, This is the first of ten messages that we're going to have on the topic of evangelism. Like, woo, evangelism. That's um, that's not necessarily always a a most popular subject. And um, especially among people who don't believe in Jesus, they hear this thing about evangelism and then they associate it with all these other things like proselytizing others or trying to convert other people and um, and they see it as like are you trying to do some weird religious thing to me and it's 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 an unpopular thing among people who are not Christians and even among those of us who do believe in Jesus and I'm not talking about people who are kind of wishy-washy about about being a Christian you're clear you're very clear I believe in Jesus I believe in the gospel. I believe in the Bible. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm about that. And yet, when it comes to this, this thing that we are about evangelizing, that is sharing the gospel with other people, it, it brings up all kinds of insecurities and fears and, and discomfort. And we're, throughout this series, it is our hope, you know, the, you know the, the, as the leaders of this church, that after these 10 weeks, that some of these uh, fears and these insecurities can be dispelled and that you can take steps of faith, that you would grow in your faith to not only just be willing to share about Jesus with so, so a particular person that you know and you care about, but that you would begin a lifestyle, a lifestyle of wanting people to know about who is this person that is deep in the middle of your life who is Jesus Christ. And helping them have an encounter with Jesus Christ through the gospel. And so that's what, that's, that's what this, uh, this, uh, this ser- um, series is all about. Now, with that said, um, today I hope is, uh, I know, when I um, orient to this message, what is sharing the gospel? What is the gospel? <laughs> I mean, I know if you... It's to most of the world, it's a weird word. It's a Christian-y word. It seems to be one of these words that Christians like to use, but everybody else doesn't really use so much. But it's super important to us because it's right at the core of what we believe. But really what the gospel simply is, is it's, it's a piece of news. It's something that happened. It's something that has been done. And it's news and it's good. It's something that's good and that we want to share it with other people and that's what I want to talk about today. Just this thing that sharing good news right at the core, I mean, really even more basic than just trying to be Christian, is what does it mean to be human and share good news with other people? And that's what I want to talk about. And so in three parts, part one, um, proclaiming good news, sharing good news is just normal. Okay? It's not a religious thing to do. Proclaiming good news is normal human activity and behavior. Okay? Um, Part two, why we don't share the gospel. Why we don't do it. Why we often, at least don't do it often, or why we don't maybe do it at all. Some of you maybe, some of us, 
Don't do it at all. Um, and it says here in the scripture, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You know, if we're uh, fearful of sharing this, I mean, ashamed, I don't know if most of you think I'm ashamed of it. Am I ashamed of the gospel? But if you have opportunities to maybe tell some people about, about this news about this person, Jesus, and we don't, in some sense, isn't that fear, shame? Isn't that being ashamed of the gospel? In a, re- in a very real way. And that's, I'd like to uh, address some of that today, why we don't why we do tend to be ashamed of the gospel. And part three, faith in the power of God. It says here that the gospel is the power of God. And today I want to drive you to believe in the power of God, not in our own power, not what we do. Okay? So let's get into um, part one. Um, Proclaiming good news is just normal human activity, okay? Okay. you, do you know that if you human beings regularly share good news with other people, do you, don't you? Um, anything that is like something is good, it's just normal. You don't even have to love anybody else. If you're just a nice person, if you're just a nice, just normal person, something good happens, and you want to tell somebody else, some, um, someone else about it. I mean, so um, I, I, don't, I, I don't, maybe I'm not. I've been kind of revising whether I, the example I used in the first service. Um, yesterday, did you know there was a football game? And there was a, a, a team from, that's local to us, and they beat the bad guys from Southern California. <laughs> and that's the, the news. That's very good news. And, of course, this really isn't good news if you, if you like that team from Southern California called UCLA. But for many, many years, the big bad bullies from UCLA bullied the David called Stanford and just humiliated us and made us nothing. But yesterday, we got them back. That's some really good news, right? So, okay, some of you don't like that news, but, but, but if, if, if you like that team, like me, I just, wanted, I just thought you should know about that. <laughs> and, um, and we share these kind of things. Um, we share these things, and you know, we, don't, we don't just talk about them, but like we high-five each other, you know, guys high-five, and they jump up and down, and they get really excited, and, and nobody makes us do it. Nobody has to wag their finger and say, hey, get up there and high-five each other. You know, you, like, you know if, if Steph Curry wins the MVP, we get excited. You know, we just, you know, it's, it's, it's news. It's good news. Um, if you... If you know of a, of a sale of a product, you know, we just, we just told you, hey, man, you know, we, we send you little emails and text to each other. Hey, you should check this out. Um, you have a new TV show that you really like. You know, you tell other people. You just spontaneously tell other people. It's just really human. Um, uh, and the example that I, that I want to give to you today is um, my teen, I have two teenage children, and, and they um, wrestle with acne. Okay, and I'm sure they would just be thrilled to know <laughs> that their father tells the whole world that they have pimple problems, okay? And so, so you know, they, know, they never listen to the sermon or watch any of their videos, so don't tell them I, 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 I'm talking about this, okay? So they won't know. If you don't tell them, they won't know that I said this, okay? And so, um, and so you, you guys know what it's like uh, when... when when they apparently nowadays, if you have acne issues, you can tell your doctor. And your doctor knows about really cool creams and products. And if you use it, stuff works. I mean, wow, you're, you, know, you, you, know, you have like these little zits on your face. But then 
it, it clears it up. It's amazing. When I was a kid, I would, I would get these pimples. And then um, all they had back then was this lame product called Clearasil, and it didn't clear much, OK? At least it didn't really work much for me. Or maybe, it, maybe you guys use like Oxy-10. Any of you guys are old enough to know, remember Oxy-10? All right, Oxy-10. Did it work for you? All right. <laughs> all right. So uh, anyway, I mean, um, and you, you would get like a breakout. Maybe, if, maybe you're one of these blessed people that never had these problems. And if you're one of those people, then, then, then I hate you. <laughs> because um, I, I am, I'm, I'm not like you. I, I had these problems, and when I was a teenager, um, and I'd have a breakout, and, and you know, it'd make me insecure, especially around girls. And so I had this thought that I would go to school, and you know, I'd be in whatever period it was, I mean, that fourth period, where the, one of the prettiest girls in school is sitting next to you. And when I talk to her the whole time, you're just thinking, she's just staring at that, that like stupid, ugly like thing that's growing out of your, you know, right, you know, like next to your nose or something like this, right? Um, so, you know, we all know what it's like. And it's not the worst problem in the world, but it's, it's not fun, right? It's your face we're talking about. It's your face that's presented to the world. And um, so we go to the doctors and say, OK, our, our kids are getting zits. And she, you know, the, she recommended something. And guess what? This stuff works on my daughter. It works. So for the most part, she has this really like, good skin on her face. like, fantastic. But for some reason, it didn't work for Hudson. <laughs> it didn't work for him. Right? So then he'd have these, you know, he had, you know, you guys remember what it's like. There'd be a week, and you don't get much anything, and then you're OK. But then the next week, you, know, you get this really bad breakout. You know, this is a part of your face. And you, you, know, you don't just have like one. You have like five or six, and that's just terrible, right? So that happens to Hudson sometimes. And, um, and so I, I'm thinking, it's hello. It's the same mom and dad. <laughs> you would think, you know, isn't, doesn't, don't they share much of the same genes? Don't, you, know, you would think that their skin, skin uh, composition is roughly similar, but apparently between son to daughter, that that's not the case. And so, you know, you know how this is. You're talking about this. And so my wife, um, apparently, I, I found out that, the, the, that we heard about this from Elaine. I didn't know this until, but Jen came up to me after first service and said, hey, you heard about that from. So I'm going to tell you some good news, OK? <laughs> and, and the good news is there is something that, that will help you, and it's called the doo-doo soap. <laughs> OK, it's literally D-U-D-U-O-S-I-N. D-U-D-U, and it's weird. It doesn't even look like it's going to work. Um, the, the box looks kind of hammy. <laughs> and it's like, is this a reputable company? And um, it's, the soap is black. <laughs> Do you want to use black soap and stick it on your face? But um, So my wife was telling me, hey, Susan, we have to get the doo-doo soap. <laughs> and, and, and you're sitting there like, why are you talking about this, Pastor Susan? Because if, if I tell you about doo-doo soap, you will remember this illustration. I've been thinking, like, one of these days, somebody's going to come up with the poo-poo soap. And they will be the competitor, OK? <laughs> but apparently, so when my wife said we have to get the doo-doo soap, I, I was thinking, is this a joke? Are, are you kidding? And so, no, I, I'm serious. So we, I go on Amazon. And, and sure enough, I, I'm, I was like, it's actually called doo-doo. <laughs> and um, it says something like this. It's, it's is it age-long African black soap made from the traditional way by hand, OK? 
and it's with pure natural, hey, yeah, blah, 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 all that other junk that you guys normally hear. And this is not an advertisement because I, I'm, I don't work for them. I get no money. <laughs> so this is not an advertisement. You know what this is? This is just being just a nice person. And so if you, you know, struggle, struggle with acne, I mean, it even claims, I went online and people say that it works for like eczema. So I, I don't know how it can work for, for acne, which means like you have probably like oily issues, and eczema, which means your skin is overly dry. But somehow this thing supposedly works. And my wife, I don't know if you know this, but she has a kind of like a little bit of a toxic maximizer kind of sensibility. Do you guys, do you guys know what I mean by that? That means every little penny has to count. So she's like one of these people that you, you go to a restaurant and she doesn't like her dish, she will try to eat it. <laughs> you know, like if she makes something and then there's leftovers and um, nobody else wants to eat it, she eats it. Because <laughs> she tries to get every penny. And then my wife said, let's get 12 of them. Really? <laughs> and she, we even discussed whether to get, the, the best deal was to get 20. Um, but she's, so we, we agreed to get 12. And I said, wow, Grace really believes in this thing. <laughs> it must work. It must really work, this, this black doo-doo soap. OK, here you go, OK? Everyone take a look, OK? Uh, and, and I'm just telling you about it because this is what we do. And the reason I'm starting this way is I don't want you to think about evangelizing as some Christian-y thing to do. <laughs> Some Christian thing. It's, it's a religious thing. I want you to think about it most, at the most basic, at the deepest, most basic level. Be a human being. <laughs> and haven't you received something that's good? In Jesus, what is precious to you about Jesus? And how, does, how is knowing Jesus such a powerful and wonderful thing for you? And don't you just want to share that? I mean, I, I, I just rattled on about this stupid thing called the doo-doo soap. <laughs> um, but just, wouldn't you just want to share something good? Now, let me say a couple more things before I go to part two. One is, do you know that Christianity is the only religious worldview that's based on news? At the core of Christianity, it's built on a piece of news called the gospel. That's all the gospel is. The gospel is good news. It's a piece of news. If something happened, and we're just telling people about it. All the other religious worldviews are built on some kind of righteousness which you have to do. This passage says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for, for in it, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness of God, not a righteousness of man, not a righteousness of human beings doing stuff, but every other religious worldview. And by the way, that also includes secular agnosticism. I know that sounds a little strange. Um, a lot of people today don't, if you think, oh, I'm just a secular, I'm an agnostic, I'm not religious. Yes, you are religious. <laughs> Your religion is just the religion of like, the human being has to come up with your own, we don't, you don't use the term righteousness, but you're the one who has to be a good person. You're the one who has to be, get smart. You're the one who has to get a good job. You're the one who has to make money. You're the one who has to attain all the good things in your life. It's on you. That's secular agnosticism. The older term for this was humanism. But that's its own worldview. It's its own religion, actually. 
And it's just that in the West, we think religion is going to some kind of strange temple and doing certain kind of ritualistic activities. And we think religion is something that's privatized and only stays in the corner. But throughout the whole rest of the world, nobody else thinks of it like that. In fact, the word, even the word religion itself, do you know that there's languages that don't even have oh, such a word? They don't have a word. They just think we believe this, and this is what we believe. They don't call it their religion. They just say this is what we believe. And it's always by faith. Because you can't prove these things. You can't prove what you believe about God or not about or eternity at the most core, meaningful things. It's not based on reason or evidence or all these things are proof. It's you believe it by faith. Everybody believes their whole religious worldview by faith. But everybody else's is all about what you do. How you have to do it, how you have to, be, how you have to go to the temple. The, the, um, Islam has the five pillars. Those are the ways you can become a good, um, good Muslim, the five pillars. Uh, you know, and the Hindus have their whole dharma that they have to follow. Everybody, and of course the secular agnostic folks have theirs too, but it's actually in Christianity, of course we believe something, but when we're talking about have, have faith, it doesn't just mean just have faith in some kind of gen generalistic way. It means believe in the gospel. <laughs> believe in this thing that happened, this message about Jesus. That's what we're talking to have faith about. And Christianity is strange in that at the core of what we believe is a piece of news of something done for us. A righteousness from God has come to us, not something that we've done and achieved, but it's done for us. It's a piece of news. And that's how we, and it's, it's really wonderful news, actually. <laughs> something that's given. Now, think about this. Somebody gave you something really great. There's a piece of news. You just need to share it with other people, and then they get to have eternal life. They can have the most wicked and horrible things that they do, the most hateful and wretched things that they're ashamed of be forgiven. They can, through this, have a friend that will never, ever, ever leave them. They have a family that can never be broken forever and ever. Don't you think those are some pretty good things, a piece of news to share? But why don't we share them? And when we don't share them, in a sense, isn't, if we don't share them, I mean, just, 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 just um, you know, isn't that weird? In one sense, is it, maybe it's because we don't quite believe it's that good. <laughs> At some level, it's not this wonderful thing. If it's wonderful, it's got to go out, right? In one sense, this is part of the reason why Christianity, it has to be an evangelizing faith. It must be a proclaiming, sharing, good news faith. Because at the core, it's news, and it's so good, how can we keep it from other people? So in one sense, maybe we don't believe it's so wonderful, and so that's why we don't share it. But then how about uh, another reason? Imagine... Imagine if um, maybe we just don't, another possible reason, maybe we just don't care <laughs> that much about other people. Am I, am I making you feel guilty here? Think about it this way. I'm going to put it this way. What if I had a mechanic, and he was the best darn mechanic in town, and whenever there was something wrong with my car, I was absolutely certain he would fix it and make it just, abs just fantastic. And what if he was free? 
But what if he was free? So that's my mechanic. And then, um, that's my mechanic. Anytime I have this, my, I have a really bad car problem, I just call my mechanic, <laughs> he fixes it perfectly spot on for free. And then one day we're hanging out, and then you go, I, you know, um, you have a car problem, and your mechanic was a liar. <laughs> and the previous mechanic before that couldn't solve your problem. And you spent a lot of money, and then you just kind of stumblingly find out that I have this mechanic, but I never told you about him. <laughs> How would you feel? <laughs> How would you feel? Uh, you, when you start having this like that, it's like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> I thought Pastor Susan cared about me. <laughs> Aren't you my friend? Wouldn't you, wouldn't, wouldn't you start to really think about the whole relationship? You're like, you have this in your life, and you never mentioned it? Are you serious? Wouldn't you? have a kind of a negative and bad reaction to that thing, to find out that you have a friend who has this kind of the good thing in your life, and that person never mentions it to you. Never. I mean, like, just like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to mention that thing. And so now, um, this is what I'm saying. Like, just to start off, first, just let's just be human. Isn't this a wonderful way where we've received in Christ? And before even just being a Christian or being religious, just being human. <laughs> Okay, now that I've, I've made you all feel really guilty, <laughs> okay, let, 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 let's go to part two of my message, which is this, why, why we don't tend to share the gospel, why we don't. I want to just, just, um, just put someone on the table, and let's be honest about this, and uh, maybe one or more, all, I'm just going to hit three big reasons why, and just let's be, let's be honest together. And by the way, I'm not saying you, it's me too. You're like, pastor, but you're a pastor. When you stand up there, you're really passionate. You're a gutsy person, Pastor Susan. It's like, hey, when it, when it gets to Monday, I, I'm just a scary Christian too. Right? And, um, and there's a lot of actually there's good reasons why sometimes we're scared to do this. But let me, here's what this passage says. Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel. But you know why I think this is in, this is one of the most important books of the whole Bible, the book of Romans. Right in the first chapter is this verse, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And you know why I think God put that there? Not to condemn us or to accuse us, but because he knew that we would be very likely to be afraid. We would be inclined to be ashamed of the gospel. And God put that there out of kindness, out of love, out of compassion, to say, I understand. I understand. And if there was ever a person and a time, and if you think it's hard to be a Christian today, I mean, at this time when Paul wrote this, if he is a Jew, and Jews thought that anybody, if there was a person who claimed he was Yahweh, what we must do to that person is to throw rocks at him until he's dead. <laughs> If you spread that message around that some man says that he's Yahweh, you know what we ought to do? We've got to kill that guy. We've got to execute him. So that, I think that's a pretty good reason that you might be afraid to share the gospel. And yet here he is, Paul. He's a Jew. And, of course, the Romans thought this too. So if you thought that we invented this idea of being tolerant and that all religions are good, just don't try to say one is right, and we'll just celebrate all of them. That was the Roman way. 
You know, they, they invented this, you know, 2,000 years before us. And they learned this from the Greeks. And if anybody wants to say, there's this one person, and by the way, he was saved through a cross, which is like one of the most horrible ways that they thought. And you're going to say that, they would say, that is the stupidest, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And so from both sides, from the Jews and from the Romans, you would be utterly mocked, rejected, and maybe your life would be in danger. Paul understood this. And so, but here he is. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And I, I, I want, and one of the first things that, as I'm preaching this message, and this is why it's the first message, is that the, this process of these next 10 weeks, that maybe this word, this one, Romans 1, I hope this is a very familiar verse to you. Um, I just preached on this just a few weeks ago, and it's a very important verse. You know, 116, 7, it's a very important set of verses for our church. That, that this would begin to well up inside of you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Hmm. But let's talk about a few reasons why we are. Number one, first one, and, um, which is that we, we fear social rejection. It's not unlike Paul. It's not as intense as Paul. Hmm. Um, it's actually, it's, it's, I think it's just uh, compared to even 10 years ago. Hmm. It's just getting that much, it's, it's harder nowadays, I think. I think so I want to be really honest, and let's put that right. If, we, if you live in the, here in this city, um, I'm not trying to say just go out there and wear beer, wear a Christian and banner, the, put on the banner of Jesus and then, like make every, and then just start to offend the heck out of people here. Come on here. I mean, I'm not trying to get you to be a weird person. But cause, because I, I, I'm not dumb. We know, I mean, we know that you could work for a technology company here in this city. And just by coming out of the closet and saying that you're a Christian, your boss might not like you. Your boss's boss, hearing that you're a Christian, might decide the next time we have a round of layoffs, they're going to stick your name on it. That could happen. Because there is this idea among so many people in our society that Christians are bigots and hateful and it's sad, but some people who say they're Christians, they are, but they shouldn't be because we're, we're, we don't hate people, um, but, but they think that they, we do. And that, that's, a, that's a real reason. That's a, that's a good reason that we might be hesitant. We might be nervous about it. But nonetheless, what's at stake here? What is at stake is the potential thing that we might get some rejection from our society. We're talking about somebody's eternity. The thing that the news, think about the, 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 the sheer weight of the news compared to what might possibly be some of the rejection. And then sometimes the rejection, so that's the most intense, at least in our society, thankfully we're not going to get killed. Uh, we, we have a we have, uh, we have missionaries um, that just came to us this past summer, and um, they could receive real and serious physical persecution in, in their country. Um, and we know that that's true. And so we're not just trying to get you to go out and just, just you know, not be smart about this. Um, and, but, but begin to just process this. And all throughout the church, there has been opposition and this is a remarkable thing. Do you notice that um, 
Every other religious worldview is proclaimed in our society, and people don't go around actively trying to hate most of them. The vast majority of them, people don't go around actively hating. The one that is the power of God for salvation always actively is hated. It always has been. And yet here, all throughout, wherever people believed and known that this, this, is, this is salvation, I have to tell people about it. I want to ask you to, to think about that. What we have, it has to be shared. Now let me ask you a second, a second reason, which is that we fear um, being considered weird. <laughs> okay? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how to put that. Or being seen as religious or being a fanatic. That if you tell people they need Jesus, then they're going to look at you like, oh, one of those kind of people. And one of the things I want to say here right now is that um, as we go into this, um, I don't know what kind of background you have, what kind of church that maybe you grew up in, or maybe you yourself has had some kind of like negative bad experience with someone trying to so-called proselytize you and do something to you through evangelism. Um, I want to tell you right now that that is not the approach that I, I want us to, to go. Now, th- th- there are... I mean, so when I was growing up, um, there's a famous Christian ministry called Campus Crusade, and one of the things that they taught was, you know, they have this little booklet called The Four Spiritual Laws, and then they would train people to literally just cold call right in front of people on the street and literally just, you know, be weirdly, weirdly start up a conversation with a complete and total stranger and then take them through four books. Would you be willing to, you know, listen to this? And then try to take them to Jesus right there on the spot and I'm not saying that that was a bad method. Actually, many, many people have been saved through that method. But honestly, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Because what you're doing is you're using a method on people. You're doing some kind of Christian duty. You're doing something to them. And that's not what we want you to be doing. We don't want you to be doing something to people. <laughs> because that does make us weird. We want more than anything. The reason why I started this message saying Sharing the gospel is just because sharing good news is normal. We want you to be really just wonderful human beings. If you have something wonderful, like a mechanic that's free, I would hope that you would want to share about him in just your normal, loving, kind, considerate way. Not try to do something to somebody. And... I'm not against, you know, I mean, the, the four spiritual, I, I think, I don't, I'm not against it. I think it was actually good because, honestly, we all could use tools. We could find, you know, just use a simple way to help people process and hear what the gospel actually is. And, and, th- and that was a good way. But um, we're not so much interested in trying to get you to do some method. Right? We, before even anything, we want you to just be deeply human and just care about people. And then think about the most basic, at the most basic fundamental level, share with them something wonderful in your life. And the third reason, um, and this is super common too, I've, I've, um, I've heard this so many times in so many different ways from so many Christians, which is that there is a fear of screwing it up. I, I'll, I will mess this up, right? I mean, uh, I have this friend and... and um, if I try to share the gospel with that person, that person, there's no way they, they will believe in Jesus. In fact, they'll probably like hate Jesus or hate me or like I will somehow mess it up. And then they'll never get saved and, and they'll go to hell and it'll be my fault. <laughs> Do you have such a fear? Maybe you don't actually say it like exactly like that, but there's this thing. And, and 
say, oh, I'll screw it up, but maybe you say it in this way, which is, um, I, I don't know enough of the Bible. That's, that's a common one. They're going to ask a question about the Bible, and then it's going to really reveal that I don't know much of the Bible, and then they're going to think I'm a really bad Christian, and then they will certainly not believe in Jesus because they'll see that I, I'm, a, I'm a bad Christian because I don't know the Bible. Is, do you have that fear? Or um, how about this? Um, I'm not a good enough Christian. <laughs> if I say, would you please meet Jesus? They're like, what? it's like, you're a bad person. Or you're, they'll, they'll check me out and they'll just think, I'm not a good enough Christian. I can't share about Jesus. I mean, like, come on, Pastor, you're, 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 you're like a, a real leader and you really know the Bible. You know the Bible <laughs> and you're, you're a strong Christian. So that's like advanced Christianity. That's like, I'm like down here in the Christianity 101. Heck, I'm not even at the 101 level. I'm, I'm, I'm lower than that. And so I, I can't do that stuff. I'm not, I'm going to screw it up. Do you have that thought? Hmm. Um, I want to say to you that it's not, it's not true. Um, at, at, a, at a very real level, here's what the scripture says. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? It is the power of God for salvation. It's, it's odd. There's a righteousness from God for us, not something we attain, and there's a power that comes from the gospel. We think, so this is what we tend to think, like I have to do this thing. And if I do it right, if I do it right, then they'll get it, and then, like, I've done this to them. I've evangelized them, and then they'll get Jesus, and they'll get saved, right? But if I do it wrong, they won't get it, and then, in fact, maybe I'll stumble them so badly that they'll, they'll, they'll just be like, that's it. They'll never listen to any other Christian ever again, and then they're just going to go to hell because of me. And in a very real way, all these things, if we're afraid to share it because of social rejection or because we think we're weird, or because we'll get it wrong. Do you notice it's all about us? We think it's about me. And I have to do this right. But actually, we're not believing what the scripture says, which is, it's the power of God. How do people actually come to believe in Jesus? They have to meet the real Jesus. If you tell them, hey, meet Jesus, he will just make you rich. <laughs> You should meet Jesus. He will solve all your problems like that without you having to do anything. That's a phony Jesus. People just look at you like, wait, wait, what, are you, what are you selling? But if you ask them to meet Jesus because of the word, of the message, of the news, of the gospel, you're introducing them to the real Jesus. And when that happens, God does something. Power happens. Now let me go to the final message of the point message. Do you believe that it's not on you? Let me tell you how much it's not on you. You can't screw it up. <laughs> if you share about Jesus, if you share the gospel with someone, you even want to share, you can't screw, I mean, I mean, apart from just being really weird, I mean, apart from something like, I'm going to, like, I will rob you. <laughs> or, or, like, I curse you. <laughs> or I'll do something evil to you. And they say, hey, why don't you believe in Jesus? I mean, apart from, you know, like, putting the message into something really w wicked or something that just is completely opposite, apart from something like that, okay? Apart from something like that, you really seriously cannot screw it up. <laughs> why? 
Because God says it's his power. What kind of a God, who, you know, the Bible, the God of the Bible loves people intensely. He knows they have deep, deep problems. He wants them to be with them forever. And the thing that's going to do it is the, is the word, the message, this news of the gospel. And if it was so easy for us to screw up, don't you think that would be a dumb God? I'm going to, and, and I'm going to be like, it's going to depend on all these people, and they can easily screw it up. Man, a lot of people wouldn't get saved, right? But actually, God made it, so it's not really about us. Let me put it to you this way. If you believe that what you have in Jesus is absolutely wonderful, what is the thing that in Jesus is so wonderful for you? That he's your friend forever? That you can't, that you're actually washed? That you have a wonderful family? That you, that you have an eternal life? What is it? All those things and then more and so many more. If you believe that, and then you believe that God will do something. He will do the real power. He'll do the heavy lifting. If you just share it, even if you share it badly, whatever that is, if you believe that, you're already 90% of the way there. You know that? If you just believe that. Now let me tell you the gospel. And I'll tell you the story and we'll close this message. All right. Just think about what the gospel is. I do this for you every week. I, at the, the, almost every day, I, sometimes I sh- share it very briefly. Huh? But in some way, I, I tell you the gospel at the end of every message. And, and I hope many of you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good part. <laughs> There's all these people, and they, and they care about money, they care about their looks, and they're insecure, and they're angry, and they're depressed, and they're addicted, and they're insecure, and, 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 they're, and, and they have these issues. And that's you and me. And we have all these fears, and we have all these hopes, and all these deep disappointments, and we're so blind, and we're deaf, and we're dumb, and we're breaking each other. And God said, even those people aren't very lovely, lovely or lovable, I love them. And then God, in the person of the Son, came down to be with us to do for us what we can never do for ourselves, which is to be washed, which is to be adopted, which is to be raised from the dead, which is to give us a friendship which is unbreakable a family which will never leave you, to be united to us forever and forever. That there'll be a day, even though we feel poor today, we'll always be rich forever. Rich forever. That's the gospel. Doesn't have to be shared. And we say to you, you can't screw it up. Um, I, I heard this story, and I, I, it's, it's from a famous pastor, and I, I, I can't exactly remember which pastor it is. Um, I think it's, uh, it's uh, Matt Chandler. You guys know who Matt Chandler is? If you don't know who he is, that doesn't matter. Okay, Matt Chandler, he, he's, a, he's a relatively young pastor. He is the pastor of Village Church, which is in Dallas. Uh, um, Matt Chandler is very gifted, and, and his church is exploding, and he's they're starting like plant, you know church planting movements, etc. If you don't know of him, you probably will at some time in the future. And I was listening to 
a message that he was giving, and he was talking about um, how he how he got saved, and he was telling people about this, about how you share about Jesus. And so he was a teenager, and um, someone invited him to one of these uh, revival type meetings, you know, where you know they share the gospel and somebody could get saved. And he went. He didn't know anything about Jesus. He went. He heard. He heard the gospel and he got saved. Accepted Christ and he got saved. The next day, he went to school. He's a teenager. So think about this. I don't know enough Bible. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a good enough Christian. The guy's been like a Christian for like one day. He doesn't know any Bible. He knows nothing. He obviously is not a good enough Christian. <laughs> so he just said, hey, dude. He went to his friend, hey, dude. I think I met God. R- really? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go back tonight. You want to come? Um, okay. So that's, so that's his friend. See, he's just being a human being. I mean, I'm telling you, if I had a mechanic like that, I'd tell you tomorrow. Like, I would find out, and then like, I would get on, and then I would, you're, you're, you're all the people I care about. So boom, I would tell you, I would get on there right there, and boom, tell you. So that's what he did. He went to his friend. So you want to come? God said, okay. So he came, heard the gospel. I, I don't know how they did it. You know, like, I don't know if they asked you to come forward or if they asked you to raise your hand or after to say a prayer. Whatever it was, for whatever reason, his friend didn't receive Jesus right there. After, but he said, after the, 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 the worship service is over, he turns to Matt and he goes, dude, that, that was amazing. He's like, I, I want in. <laughs> I want in. How do you get in? <laughs> and Chandler looked at him and said, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to get in. I, I think you like pray or something, man. Here, here let's, let's, let's pray. And so according to Chandler, he says it was the worst. He, he led him in the worst sinner's prayer of like all time. It was something like this, like, oh, God, um, uh, help my, my friend to get in. <laughs> <laughs> That was, it was something ridiculously goofy like that, right? And the guy got saved. And, he, and the guy still passionately loves and follows Jesus to this day. And I remember listening to that while in the car, and I just started laughing and laughing. You can't screw it up. Especially if you just... You know, they don't just do anything to the people. You, you just talk to somebody you actually care about. They know you care about them. <laughs> and, and you just genuinely share something that's wonderful for you. Without pressure, you're going to pressure them. I'm going to make you into a Christian. You, gotta make, you can't make anybody into a Christian, okay? It's the power of God, not our power. So we can't screw it up. It's like we just put radioactive power out there. <laughs> and then God does it. We just... It's like, it's like setting the stage and then just, God, let's see, let's see, let's see. God does the power of God to save all who believe. Do you believe that? If you believe that, you're most of the way there. <laughs> you cannot screw it up. Let's pray. Father, I don't know what it is. When people first meet you, 
through Jesus. They just instinctively know, I have to share this. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> my sins are forgiven. I, I can't believe that's true, but I have to share that. And, you know, maybe we just, as we go along, we just get so sucked up in our own things and we forget how wonderful you are. Maybe that's the first thing. We need to come back and believe again how wonderful you are and how deeply, how unbelievably you love us. And your goodness toward us is just overwhelming and overflowing. Maybe that's what we first need. And then as we taste it yet again, we're saying, I, I, I got to tell somebody. <laughs> I got to tell somebody I care about. And I, I pray that we all, we insecure, fearful, religionists, <laughs> we're not being just sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're trying to be Christians in some religion-y way, doing some project, some kind of duty upon other people. And I pray that we would repent of that today. <laughs> and you would help wash that away by the blood of Jesus. And we would have faith for faith. <laughs> the scripture says, from faith for faith. We would have a faith. We already have a faith in you, Jesus. But for faith that it is the power of God that saves. And that your power would come upon our friends, our loved ones, our neighbors, our co-workers, and we would start on a pathway to live in deep humanity, not in religiosity, but in being human in the, in the most beautiful way, in the image of God, which has been redeemed by Jesus. So make us this way, Lord. Not evangelism out as a duty, but because we just love our friends. <laughs> and we know that what we have in you is so, it, it has to be shared. <laughs> so move us in this way, and as we go through message after message, and as we talk, and as we pray, and as we share about this and wrestle with this in our GLFs, would you turn us into a people that, that's changed, that we have a lifestyle of sharing good news, of shining good news, because you must be seen and known, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. Please do this in us. In your name we pray. Amen.